Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. We're, we're with uh, Bex Miney, and she is from Sussex. Yes. Did I pronounce that right? You did. Yeah, near Brighton. I'm I'm not English, so I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Listening to people talk in in a English from my perspective accent for several weeks now, and it's it's starting to come out. Anyway, welcome back. Welcome back. And we are going to talk about mindfulness and balance at this episode. So let's just go right on and talk about describing the biggest obstacle you have ever faced in your photography career. And you talked about COVID in the last episode. So is there an internal challenge that you had to overcome? Probably. (laughs) I mean, I think we all suffer as creatives from imposter syndrome. So I don't want to bore you talking about that because I think we all know about it. And it's it's something we all struggle with from time to time. Um, I would say that's probably something I'm quite good at pushing past. And I think the thing that helps me with that the most is my photography friends. I'm really lucky that I've got certain people I can go to if I'm feeling a bit or if I feel like my work's not very good or... I've messed something up or, you know, if you just need you, sometimes you just need a cheerleader. And I'm very lucky that I have a few of those in my life. There's Kirsty Hamilton. I need to mention her. So she's one of my photography besties. She lives in London. So she's about an hour, hour and a bit away from me. Well, probably further, but we always meet in the middle kind of thing. (laughs) And I met her on a retreat actually back in 2018, I think it was, um, And it was only really since the retreat that we really kind of became more friends. The retreat was quite intense. There was a lot of people there. And it was after that, we obviously kept in touch. And we've met up so many times. When during COVID, I was struggling to, you know, keep going. I started a photography magazine, as you do. Not like I had enough to do looking (laughs) after the twins. But I just needed another outlet. And um, so, yeah, it was something that I'd always kind of wanted to be involved in. And yeah, it just seemed like a time to start playing, being a photography editor slash publisher slash designer, magazine, not photography, magazine editor. And, and yeah, she was the first person I went to really like, will you help me with this? So she used to be a journalist. So she was the obvious choice for that reason. But also just because I, we get on so well, we just click and we have a really good time together and we can be honest with each other. And yeah, so she became my deputy editor and she was vital in helping to keep me sane while we were doing this. It's something that's on pause at the moment because it did all get a bit too much when things opened up again and work started getting busier and I, I moved into branding and got a lot busier. It was just too much to deal with. It had kind of grown to the point where we would need to hire some people, but it wasn't really making enough money to hire the people. It was kind of catch 22 yeah. and I just wasn't ready to invest a lot of money in making it something even bigger when I wasn't really sure how much time I had for it so but oh my goodness we had so much fun so we did five issues and we talked about doing competition and you know it still might come back one day but at the moment it's on pause yeah so I'd say projects help me push through challenges whether they're personal or creative doing my charity projects have helped and then yeah having these photography ladies in my back pocket to be like hi feeling a bit rubbish I need your help it just helps because they they always, always do. They're always there to ready to cheer you on and be like, what rubbish, you know, come on, sort yourself out. 
or we'll meet up. You know, me and Christy have had so many fun days in London where we intend to have meetings and talk about either the magazine or something. And we just end up going, taking photos and we'll go to a museum and we'll take photos of each other in the museum and amazing exhibitions, or we'll go and find somewhere colorful and we'll take photos of each other somewhere colorful <laughs> and we just have fun. And then we eat lots of food and it's great. <laughs> so how did you get connected to some of these photographers? Was it an online community or was it a camera club or how did you I mean, find your people that are local? So the people who are local, so Kirsty I retreat. So the retreat was in, in England and I think it was 10 people. And so we we all went to this big house. It was Claire, It was run by Claire Barker-Wells. So I'd already done mentoring with her. And then she, I found out she was doing this retreat with Yasmina Cowan, who'd come over from America. And yeah, so just spending that weekend together. I mean, honestly, the experience of retreat, I just can't express enough how much of a difference it made. So we were obviously learning together. We were shooting together. We were then spending all the evening together, eating together, chatting about the things we'd learned, chatting about, you know, all sorts of stuff. And you really do make the most amazing connections. So that's how I met Kirsty. And then, yeah, online, definitely. So Flock Community was one. So that was, that was a bit of... It was so exciting. And then COVID kind of ruined that as well. So it was going to be like this amazing, similar to Click Away, but in the UK, because we didn't have anything like that here, especially for women. And they created that. And I was going to be speaking there. They had asked me early on, which I was so, so proud of. I'd never spoken before. So to be asked to speak. And so I was also going to do a talk about color because even then I was known for color, which was amazing. And yeah, and then COVID happened. Literally, it all shut down like a week after, a week before that conference was due to happen and then you know they sort of struggled to put on something as big again so it never really happened in the same way but just their online community is amazing in the Facebook group chatting to people in there and they were very supportive when I started the magazine during COVID as well and that's how we you know got a lot of people interested in our community so running that community you get to know more people being the one who is sending out the emails telling people yeah you were going to publish your photo and getting the most amazing responses back you really get to you know chat to people over email even um, and then yeah sharing it on we've still got the hub online and then asking for volunteers for that so those people who volunteered I would get to know them better and there are still people now that I will message whether they're local or not and you know it's just knowing you've always got these people who are willing to help and want to be involved and love what you're doing so you know hashtag this detailed life yes exactly so yeah we do I don't I'm going to be honest, I haven't even looked at it for months, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, take, hops take a lot of work. The mods are still posting or not, because I did say to them, like, don't worry if it's too much, you can, you don't need to worry about it. But I know that it's fun. I That's how it started for me. It was just a hub because I wanted to do it for fun. So even before the magazine, I was running that and sharing all kinds of details. And again, another sort of project. I, I mean, do I do always have ideas to do all the ideas and then it's like I don't have time to do all the things so yeah it can be a struggle sometimes when you just want to do everything and then you realize you can't do everything yeah that's um, where balance comes in right I'm still trying to learn that one <laughs> you know, it sounds like you have a very good mindset though and I'm, I'm sure you didn't always I'm sure there's been moments where that was challenged but when it comes to your photography and working with clients how do you ensure that your photography work is fulfilling and aligned with your values, especially when you're dealing with people who 
uh, dealing with clients, period, you know, their, yeah. their values are different than yours and you need to respect that. So how do you navigate that? Well, I think it all starts with your own brand, putting your own values and everything out there as part of your branding, as part of your posting on social media. I'm always posting about stuff I love, stuff I like to do, what kind of person I am. And so it attracts people who are similar to me. So I do get clients who do have similar values. You know, if I was getting hired by horrible people, it just would be miserable. So I don't, (laughs) but that's why, you know, I put it out there what I'm like. I'm very open and very honest when I'm posting on social media. Some of it might be quite boring, but is me. And so, you know, horrible people are not going to be drawn to that, hopefully. <laughs> so far, so good. So I think that's one way of doing it. I think, think of a time I've had a horrible client, to be perfectly honest. I think if I've had sort of bad vibes, you know, I don't think I've ever actually have to do had to do this, but I would just be like, you know, I'm not sure we're the best fit. I I need to work with people who like the creativity, they like what I do, and they want to have fun. It's very much on my website. If you work with me, we're going to have fun. You might be really nervous, but we'll have fun. So I get clients who want to have fun. <laughs> so I basically just try and avoid that whole situation <laughs> from the beginning. Uh, yeah. Oh, that. It's very wise. It sounds like your <laughs> your branding, your personal branding has really helped you draw the, which is the whole purpose of personal branding is to draw the clients you're looking for, not yes. just everyone. But that's, so. that's the, the other important thing about it that people don't often realize is that you're there. Your personal brand is also to repel the wrong people. Because quite often you can be like, oh, you know, I'm worried about saying this because some people might not like it. It's like, well, actually, those people don't like what I'm saying. Do I really want to work with them? Probably not. So, you know, (laughs) I'll talk about my views. If they don't agree with it, they probably won't hire me. But I maybe wouldn't like working with them anyway if we don't have similar views. So, you know, bye-bye. Get in there first. (laughs) Sounds like a plan. Yeah. If you were to talk to a group of relatively new aspiring photographers that aren't in the same, they haven't overcome all those issues. They haven't overcome those imposter syndrome and the, 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 the mindset of the creative. So they're, they're struggling inside with all kinds of stuff. You know, the chatter is loud, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, What would be some of the advice that you would give them the newer or younger in in time or in age that mm-hmm. are looking to create to develop that that mindset or their more thoughtful approach to their work what advice would you give I 100% find your community so there's so many communities online I've mentioned a few of them obviously there's mine but it's not very active, so. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would hundred percent be like find the people the people who comment on your work or you know go and people whose work you love start commenting see if you can start a conversation with these kind of people people who you admire and chat to them and and then you know you can form a little group whether it's an Instagram loop where you support each other every time you post you all sort of go and comment on each other's work or you know a little Facebook or a WhatsApp chat group where you can just chat about things like you know when you do get a stressful client or a situation where you're like, you know, oh my God, I really, really want to do this thing, but my kids just won't leave me alone or, you know, anything, whether it's other mums or, you know, people who just get it, people who do the same kind of work than you, people who do a different kind of work from you. Getting all those different, I would say you need more than one community. I've got different ones for different 
needs, if you like. Um, and you just never know where these things might lead. I, from this detailed life, we had call out for guest panelists to help us choose photos for the magazines. We started doing that about two editions in, I think. And, you know, sitting on Zoom, going through all the pictures with these people. I think we you get yeah. to back that way. Like one of them, I ended up um, on holiday this year to Dubai with my family at Easter. And I knew one of these ladies who'd helped us on this detailed life lived in Dubai. So I was messaging her actually before we left. It was more of a, please help me. We're planning on coming on holiday, but we realized it's Ramadan. Would you recommend we come or not come until after that? And she was like, oh no, it's absolutely fine. Everything's open these days. You know, it won't be a problem. You know, you can come on holiday. I was like, oh, amazing. Thank you so much for the advice. P.S. I'm coming to Dubai, shall we meet up? So we did. And we planned on meeting up once. And we ended up meeting up three times. And we started a business together. <laughs> so I went on holiday and came home with a business partner and a friend. And she's been someone who I messaged. I felt I honestly I've written a blog post about this. I felt like I'd had a holiday romance. You know, when we got home, when I got home, we were texting every day. We we're on WhatsApp with ideas and we were all excited and hyper. And, you know, just that feeling you get, obviously not love and romance, but like just that Business excitement. Energy. Yeah. 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 And yeah, we just clicked and hit it off straight away. Hence meeting up twice more with our families. We went out for dinner with the families and the kids got together. It was just amazing. And that would have never happened had it not been for that online community. So is that your, um, retreat community or workshop yeah community. so so that was from this detailed life the magazine community and then yeah Natalie I started the retreat so we we both love color we both love high energy photography like fun and joyful all that kind of thing and so we're like oh my god I think it was me that said would you ever fancy doing a retreat and she's like oh my god yes it's on my list and then I went to bed the next morning she'd written an itinerary <laughs> she'd she'd made a reel she'd come up with a name which we did then tweak because I think the original name was color something to do with color I can't remember anyway and it's now cam we eventually came up with camera chameleons and yeah just went from there and we're so excited that we're making it happen so yeah all came from having met online you just never know where it might lead very neat now I know you do a class for click pro I think you have one or two just one yeah just one um so I know you're involved in that community what's the other ones just um, mention real briefly so click um click pro that was something that I did 2019 that I recommend just putting a portfolio together to apply is a massive creative and personal kind of achievement and something that really makes you think about your work as well um so yeah click and flock they do still have a facebook group i think and then i've got i've got sort of what do you call them like arms off of these groups where i've now got instagram loops where we'll post together i've got a couple of click pro ones there was one i once in the click group i was like oh who else has twins there's a few of us were twins and we did a twin loop for a while before it got all overwhelming and every month we would post a picture of our twins together because it's really hard to actually get pictures of them together so it was something to again it was like to inspire us to get these photos uh, and then this detailed life we do again still have a facebook group so you can get in there and chat and meet other people i think what else i've got well i think again from retreats like heart of home was that first retreat i did and they had a Facebook group. So we would be chatting in there for a while. It's gone quiet now, but that's how I got to know some of them a bit more and would then meet up again. So it's just, yeah, finding these places or finding even just people and chatting and 
messaging on Instagram, I think, is mostly how I do it. Sounds good. <laughs> I know um, I've been, I don't know if you know this, but I work for one of my many things I do is I work for the Out of Chicago group, which is a conference, destination conference. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. It does. Sometimes it goes out, but um, mostly landscape. Um, they do floral. We did an urban one this last year where we were in Chicago, but I help with the back end, all the fun stuff in the back, in the behind scenes. But yeah, what an education and what a community. So I completely understand the community is very important in this particular industry because we're all solo. You know, creativity is very solo. Yeah, and it's very exhausting sometimes really because it's energy going out so having that you know network of people who share the work also share the joy of the work so that ends up being a very important piece to getting through those moments of self-doubt self-fear and it also helps takes you take your work up to a higher level because every time you see work that's that's, you're not quite there yet and you know it. You don't know how to get there necessarily, but you get those people in your life that say, well, you know, maybe you should try this. And you do yeah. and you're like, oh, yes, thank you. You just saved me weeks of, you know, Photoshop classes, you know. <laughs> exactly. That's sometimes it's something so simple as well. Yeah, that you just didn't know existed, right? Even just the encouragement of these people. Like Natalie, recently, uh, we were we were submitting this click voice competition and she's like, come on, you need to get your entries in. Have you done it yet? She's like, come on, come on, you need to do it. And then I was like, oh, I don't know which category should I put this in? And I was sending her a picture. She's like, oh, do this one. Oh, I like this one better. You know, sometimes where you just can't, you just need a little nudge uh-huh. and just have people to be like, help me. I don't know what to do. And they're like, yeah, this one. And they can just be decisive for you. <laughs> With two kids and a husband and several, you work for dentistry and then you also have your business of photography. Yeah. So how do you maintain or what advice would you give to others about maintaining a healthy work-life balance as a photographer? I'm not sure mine is healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, recognizing the problem is half the battle. (laughs) No, I'm better these days. It is hard, definitely. And people say, oh, how do you do it? How do you do it? I was like, well, okay. So number one, dentistry, yeah. I do that two days a week. That is not a job I can take home with me. So I go there, I do my job, I come away. I do have to do CPD and things for that, which is never as fun as a photography conference, but it has to be done. So I do that when I have to do it and I tick it off, job done. So that's very separate. Um, and those are my two days. And then the rest of the time, I'm like, okay, I need to control myself because I can on my laptop for hours and hours. My husband still gets annoyed about it. Hence the, you know, it's not fully healthy. It's like, come on. Uh, but and I've tried to explain to him and I don't think he'll ever get it. But sometimes you just are in the zone. And there's times where I really don't want to edit. I've still got photos from, you know, months ago that I haven't had personal ones. Obviously, I do the client ones. They have to be done. And if he's having a bit of winter, I'm like, this is my client. I have to do this. They're paying me. It's like, oh, okay. Might not always be true. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, it usually is. But yeah. And sometimes I'm just not in the, when I am. I'm just like, oh, I just, I need, you know, it's like a need. I need to do it. And I will stay up till 2am sometimes, not when I'm doing dentistry the next day, but the other days of the week, because I'm in the zone and I just want to get those things edited or, you know, I've got a project or I'm making a website for the camera chameleons that I'm super excited about. And I'll stay up till 2am because I'm working on the website and I'm in the zone. 
Um, so I'm not sure what my advice would be to deal with that. Because when, I, when I'm in that, you know, when the sparks are flying, I, I just need to do it because otherwise it won't happen. And so I think that's then when they're not flying, I do then, you know, and, and I try not to push myself because I can't do that every day. It's not sustainable, you know, for my body. So that is probably why every so often I'm like, okay, I just need a week of reading books in bed or, you know, just go out and take the photos and not edit them for a while. You know, being in nature, definitely. I love, and it does help everything, mental mindset, all that stuff. Like last night, oh my God, I don't know what was wrong with me yesterday. I was just irritated by everything. I was really angry. I think because I was feeling overwhelmed, I had too much to do. I still had a client gallery to finish off. I had another photo shoot this morning, so I knew I was going to have a new batch to edit. So I wanted to get them finished. The kids wanted to go for a walk, but I had to get my steps in because I've been trying to be fit lately as well. God say it's another thing. <laughs> it's just too easy to just be sitting on the sofa all the time editing pictures on my laptop and just eating quick things so I've been trying to sort myself out health-wise as well because I'm not fit and trying to fit that in has been difficult so yeah I was like right I just need to it's breaking it down and being like okay what needs to be done today what do I need to prioritize okay I want to get my steps in I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed I'm going to go for a walk because that's going to take off steps and I know I'm going to feel better and I went out walking for an hour and a half uh, and I came back and I was a much nicer person. So, you know, it's better for everyone to just let me go. They were gardening. It was fine. Nick was here. So it wasn't like I just left the kids. Uh, so yeah, I think that would be my advice. Really think if you're feeling overwhelmed and it's all a bit too much and you're really busy, it's like, okay, what actually needs to happen today? And is there anything that I can put off to another day? That's, I think, why I'm not always very good at it, but sometimes you just have to do it. And learning to, what I heard you say is learning to recognize that there's moments where you have the energy to push out and then there's moments where you need to just stop and, and, and divert yeah. yourself for a while and go out on a walk and read a book or whatever those things are for you that let you kind of just take in so you don't have... Exactly. And that was the thing, like, although we'd said we were going to go for a walk together, the kids had been very shouty with each other yesterday. And Nick almost said, oh, do you want to go for a walk with mommy? And by this, I already had my headphones on. I was not planning on having to deal with anybody. And I was like, mommy needs to not be with any shouty one, any shouty people. He said, they have been quite shouty today. I was like, yeah, bye. Because I was like, no, I need, I need to be myself, by myself. Sometimes you just, again, need to recognize actually what you need. And I knew that it would be better for all of them if they didn't come with me on the walk because the walk would have ended up being shouty. I would have still been angry when we got home and I wouldn't have been able to go for as long because they would have got bored, tired, fed up. So it was good. I got all my steps done. I felt better, felt refreshed. I saw squirrels and birds and, you know, it was lovely. So, yeah. And when I got back, they weren't here. They'd gone to play catch somewhere else. I was like, oh, brilliant. House to myself as well. So it was a win-win. <laughs> it was. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing a little more about your journey, your mindset, and how you've overcome some challenges. On the next episode, we're going to dig a little deeper into the, the voice of doubt and some other things that you obviously have overcome at this point. Maybe that insight and the questions will help uh, someone in the audience. So we will be back again next week. Thank you again. Thank you.